Wembley. Wembley. I'm Mitch, and joining me, as always, is Luke. What up? So, um, welcome back to the What Up Wembley podcast. So, it's week six. six. Week six right now. We're also going to be reporting on week five. What? Yes. Oh, yeah, because week five was last week, so yes. just, just a little bit of week five. Yes. Anyway, so let's start with the wrapping. So, take it away, Luke. Yes. So... Right, first, we're gonna to go to week five because yeah. you know it's, it's for, I mean a second. You know what I mean. So the big event was obviously nap plan for our year three and our year five students. And also, the Saint John's ambulance came to run some educational sessions for the preps to year sixes. So that's every class. Every class, yes. And of course, the preps had their camping event, the fairy tale fiasco. 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 And I remember we reported on that last year, actually. Mm. Do you remember like what this, it was? Yes, it was kind of like this. Well, it wasn't It wasn't a camp, but it was more like a sort of like, you just stayed really late at school mm. with your parents and, you know, bopped around to the music. So this week uh, we had some catch-up nap plan tests for those students who missed their sessions in week five. Mm-mm. Also, Camp Quality came on Monday to perform a series of puppet shows to educate us about a very bad disease called cancer. We'll be talking about this later on. Also, Maths Olympiad to begin running again thanks to Melanie, because she's running Maths Olympiad this year. Yes. In case you didn't know, that's Miss Irons, or more commonly known as Miss Barger. Okay. So, on Wednesday, the teachers will have their curriculum day with guest presenter Janelle Wills. Janelle? Janelle, I'm not sure. Which, of course, means that we had a pupil-free day. Yeah. What did you do on your day off, Mitch? I... Wednesday, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I went to this cafe. Oh, nice. That's basically... It was pretty good. It's pretty gnarly. What did you do? Actually, I had a pretty good day. I like mm. went out with my mum. I went to like a cafe nearby, oh. got a milkshake. Mm. Oh, sounds pretty. Thursday and Friday, the year fives and sixes have been or have or are on mm. the excursion to C E R E S or Ceres. Ceres. Which is <clears throat> the Centre for Education and Research in Environmental Strategies. It's you know. It's an award-winning, not-for-profit, sustainable centre located on, like, 45 hectares on the Merrick Creek. 4.5. 4.5, not 45. <laughs> and it's really cool. You get to learn about, like, the environment and how, like, the place used to be a dump. And they mm. were just like, oh, just throw it away. But they were like, no, nah, man, we can make this into, like, an environment place. And finally, it's technically Education Week this week. However, before we had so much on school last, last fortnight... The school decided to hold our own celebration of Education Week next week instead. So listen out for that feature at our next podcast. Mm-hmm. So coming up next is talking about NAP plan about with our year three and five students. Last week was NAPLAN, the National Assessment Program, Literacy and Numeracy. For people who don't know, uh, perhaps if you've been, you know, you've been living on Mars or Jupiter, in fact. Uh, NAPLAN is an annual assessment for all students in years three, five, seven, and nine. It, you know, tests like all the uh, school 
things that teachers teach, like math, maths, you know, literacy and writing. So it's basically just a big test to see how you're going with all your mm-hmm. subjects. Uh, so if you're doing A-OK or yeah. A-O-Nay. Mm. <laughs> that was a good one, Luke. Yeah, thanks, Luke. So, plan has traditionally been a paper and pen test, but we are starting to move to the test online. Mm. And Wembley was nominated to trial the online system this year, so that is brilliant. Mm. So the grade fives and threes, I, I'm sure for grade fives, I'm not sure for threes, I'm relatively sure. They've been doing it online, which yes. is a very big privilege. We had to write everything down on paper, like, like yes. that. So we caught up with some Year Five students before, and after after their week of tests, let's hear what they say. Hi, I'm Gemma. I'm Eleni. I'm Millie, and I'm Angelica. And today we're here with all the with some Year Five to tell us about that plan. So, how do you feel about it? Um, like, I, it's nerve-wracking, but, like, you kind of just think of the worst that could happen. <laughs> but then, like, the teacher tells you, oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for that plan because in year three, I go to a really high school, so I'm excited for it. Do you get a high score in all of the aspects or is it more all of them? Maya? Um, I'm kind of nervous but excited at the same time for different, like, topics. I'm nervous because it's kind of, it's, I don't know how to, like, say it, but it's kind of fun. And then it's kind of boring, and it it just changes. Eden, what what's gonna be fun about it? What do, what are you looking forward to about it? Um, it's just kind of fun how how we set out the tables. <laughs> it just makes you feel important. <laughs> what are you expecting our tables to look like? <laughs> well, let me. Uh, is it Emory? Yes. Yeah. Emory's classroom, all the desks are facing to the front. And then I'm like, oh, those people must feel so important. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to tell you this, but because there's hardly any of us in year five, our tables can stay the same. We don't have to rearrange all that. No! (laughs) I'm sorry. What do you think about it being on computers? Um, I don't mind it at all. It's fine. As long as I get a working out piece of paper, it's fine. I don't really care what it's on, what platform it's on. What's the upside of it being on a laptop? It's like kind of quicker. Like our teachers have told us that like it gets like our scores come in earlier. On the computer, so I think that's better. When you've done it on paper, what do you think of it? Like, well, I don't really mind it either way. Like, I think it's fine either way. I like it that it's on the computer because, like, if you like, you can't like drop it on the floor and it won't like, and you can't like lose it because all you have to do is press submit and then.
a computer is much more easier because most year fives are more fluent with their typing and even though writing is easy um even though it's quite easy it sometimes can be a little bit messy I think it's better because in the future, like this might help us if we're like working in the business or something. What do you think you're going to do the best in? Like, what do you think? What subjects? Math. 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 Don't know. Math. Writing. Math. Math or reading. Math. I have a question. Who, if for writing, do you prefer if you get given a persuasive, a narrative, or an information? Annabelle, what do you think? Narrative. Why? Well, it's easier to like, like think about it, like um, to make something up, and yeah, but no. <laughs> Definitely narrative, because like, you can always just be like creative with it, and it doesn't just have to always be real with it. Do you remember what you wrote about in year three, Nathan? Does anyone remember? It was like a beach. There was a toad. A toad, a beach. (laughs) No, I remember there was like a dead guy lying on a beach. Wait, Uh, what? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Eden, can you remember? Was it persuasive or narrative for you guys? I think it was um, persuasive. No, there was narrative. narrative. There was narrative. I think... I think it was narrative, narrative. and maybe narrative or persuasive, no other. I wrote about turtles in here. I wrote wrote about a dead man lying on a beach. (laughs) It was a narrative. (laughs) I don't. Let's hope that that was a narrative. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) What's next, girls? Um, Is there anything you're worried about it about being on the computer? If the computer stuffs up or something technical, I am worried that. Because it's electronic, anything could like happen. Like it could just turn off, or it could just play up. Yeah. Annabelle. Um, it could restart, and you have to do the whole thing again. And you haven't like submitted it or saved it. Do you have any advice for the year threes and fives? So maybe just take it as it goes and don't think too much of it. Um. Don't stress about it. If if you don't do well on a chance, it's not the end of the world. And eat lollies. <laughs> do you have any funny memories? Um. Oh, I do. Yeah, well, yeah, Angelica. We um, we had to write last year. We had to write a persuasive. Yeah. About like. No, five. We wrote like on like skateboards or scooters yeah. or bikes or whatever. And um, I wrote it on skateboards and scooters, I think. I don't remember. Um, but it was, like, really, really, really bad because I was super scared. Um, any year fives who have some funny memories or anything? Um, in year three, I accidentally ripped my page. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing? And, yeah, I split it into two by accident. <laughs> and did you get a new one? What did you do? So what did you do? Stuck it together. (laughs) (laughs) And you still did pretty well. See? Yeah. Not the end of the world. What about Mr. Lemberkey's video? Can anyone remember that? Yes. 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 Yes
guys don't know who Mr. Lampathy is, he wears a white shirt and brown chinos and no shoes, no shoes. He's the brother of Mr. Pembathy. And Mr. Dempathy. Yeah, <laughs> and Mr. Dempathy. What was challenging? Mm, I guess. Challenging for me was just the whole math. Yeah. Just the math. But is it the way you thought about it? I just kept doing negative self-talk. Well, yeah, that's the reason. Exactly. So what do you do this year, Ollie? Positive self-talk. What, what, what's your strategy for uh, positive self-talk? Well, every time I get stuck, I'm just going to... Ollie, you can do it. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> think about the rewards afterwards. That's yeah, that's, that's what it. That's what you should do. Just think about it again. <laughs> what are you thinking, Minna? Um, I'm thinking... Well, I, I'm kind of, like... I don't really, I struggle in writing, thinking of ideas of what the story's about. That's last tough, year, yeah. Last year they told us to write down or maybe think about it before you paint, so. Mm -hmm. Um, also, when I was, uh, it was this year, it was like last week, when I was with this Mason, this Mason, like, she said what she's going to do on the board, she's just in big bubble writing, she's going to write, give it a go. <laughs> Show us what you know. Thank you. We know all of you year fives and sixes for coming and hope you do well in I am sitting here with my wonderful class 56A, or 13 of them, fives, who have just finished their week of NAPLAN. So, how was it, guys? Good. Oh, no. It was right. terrible. All right. It's too quick. James, how was it? You tell me. Um, it's, well, the questions are easy, but they don't give you enough time. Well, for me. For all, so, all of them were easy? Not all of them, but most Tex, what about you? Um, what did you think of it? I didn't really like it at all. I was kind of nervous I wasn't going to make it in time. And then um, it was like like 13 minutes left and I only did like 13 questions, but I ended up finishing it. So that was kind of stressful. Who thought it was um, worse than they thought it was going to be? I've got, I can say I've got, I've got how many hands up? Who thought it was worse? I thought it was going to be way worse, but it was like on a scale of 10, it was about a... I thought on a scale of 10, it was probably about for stuff, for stuff. Was it so bad, Lola? Um, well, I don't know. It's just I felt that the maths one was obviously the hardest out of all of them because I kind of struggled with it. was, like, I had, like, um, only, like, 20 questions, um done and I had 15 minutes left so yep. and it just seemed that they, the questions I felt that didn't explain enough. Well you got to remember as well that the online test is adaptive so if you do well and you get lots of questions right they actually make the questions harder and harder so you kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind as well that hard doesn't necessarily mean you did bad so. And also when I do tests that I that are like really big I kind of like 
forget things that are really obvious and then when I know something, <laughs> I doubt myself and I keep on checking, is that right, even though it isn't the next step. So. Who, who, thinks, um, who thinks nap plan's important? Does, no. any, does anyone think nap plan's important? No. It's all right. Will, come here. Why do you think, think, why do you think that plan's important? Because it gets you into a better high school. Who's told you that? My mum. Yeah. yeah, that's what my mum told me. Yeah. Like, and you told me. And, um, my sister, I have, I go to a school and, um, my sister said, like, um, while you do a nap plan, it reflects in there. So, like, if you have, you have to get a certain percentage to get into the school. Yeah. But then my sister has to do a test to get into the school. And that means I automatically get it, so... Same. Same. That, that's Same. The what do you think, James? Well, well, I don't know... Well, I don't know why we do not plan, but even though everyone said it, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. What do you, so do you think it's important or you're not sure? No. Not sure. No, you don't think it's no. important. Will, what do you think is that's the bad thing about it? Because it, because my sister, it's, I have a sister, yeah, not an older brother, because mm. she's going to a only girls' school, so it makes it even harder for me to get in. Ah, oh, so you can't rely on her getting yeah. you into a school because she's going to an all girls' school. That that's a bit tough. Thomas, what were you gonna say? Um, do you think I think I know mm. why that plan. So the government can see what um which schools have it, which schools are the best. So they can compare, yes. Yes. comparing schools. Comparing schools. Who and where have you heard that from? Oh, or is that just what you think? A website. Yeah. Because it was like you had a score out of a hundred, and it was from the NAPLAN results and just in general tests and stuff. Mm. So if you guys don't do very well, it's my fault. Yeah. Is that right? Well, yes. What do you mean by the curriculum's fault, Tom? Um, what is the supposed to teach us? Because um, my old school that we went that I went to was, wasn't that good, and it only like taught you stuff that if you were ready to go higher, like to extension or whatever, that would only let you do like whatever like grade you're in you couldn't go higher like they wouldn't teach oh. you higher stuff and whereas here we try to get you to do higher stuff if you can yeah and yeah. well what's the extension and extension yeah sorry girls you've been sat behind with your hands up what do you think maya well so it will help you get into a better high school and that could also impact on your learning for high school to get into a better university Mm. And then it impacts on your job. So when you're 30 years old, you'll still be thinking about nap plan. Is that no. what you're saying? <laughs> no. Oh, maybe. I suppose. Hopefully not. I think. I think it's a small, small part. Yeah. What do you think, Eden? She's just, for the record, she's just put a massive carrot in her mouth. <laughs> Shall I ask you again? Oh, you got it. Well, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, like, I did not like reading, but I liked the last two, maths and the... Language conventions. Language conventions. Yeah. They were my favourite two. Okay. Well, guys, you made it, so I think, do we give, like, a whisper three cheers for NAPLAN being over? We did it. And so now you just have to wait for year seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, Luke, seeing as we were at six, we have also done 
uh, now playing grade five and three. Do you yes. have any experiences, like, different... Well, you know, different... I certainly remember the video that the grade five teachers made for NatPlan this year. Oh, yeah. That like, was... what not to do, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, Miss McClure was, like, eating the paper. Yeah, she was like... <laughs> and, like, and, like, who was that? Mrs. Murray had, like, a fidget spinner on her yeah. nose. Yeah, that was a good video. That was, that was so I want to watch it again. I know, right? Mm. Um, do you reckon that point's important? Do you reckon we need yeah, that Yeah, because, like, you know, tests usually have, like, 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 usually sometimes you have, like, CFAs, but they're usually just for one topics. Mm, mm. But, like, with NAPLAN, it goes across all the topics, so you can see, like, yeah. whether you're doing super well mm. on, like, dec- decimals, but you have no idea about yeah. a thing about division. Mm. But the thing is with NAPLAN, it doesn't really measure what students know, because, like... They could be really bad at tests, but they'd be really good with just, you know, knowing things. So it's not really accurate. I wouldn't say it's really accurate because, like, you could just be good in other things. So, and you could just not be very good at taking tests. You could be excellent at just doing all your work and knowing all the stuff. But, you know, you just might not be good at taking tests. So, yeah. Mm, and I agree. what about your idea of being online? Um, I don't mind it. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I've, well, I don't. I don't really know because I haven't experienced it. But I think I just prefer to be on on paper. But would they fill it? The questions would be online as well, would they? Yeah. Oh, so it'd be like yeah. All right. I don't. I don't really know because you know. Anyway, next we have live from the container. Live from the container. There's been a lot going on the ground recently. Mm. We're adding a much larger Gaga pit that's yeah. heading in front of the grade three area. Mm-hmm. That's a grade three area? Yeah, yes it is. Or is it the grade four? It's a grade three and four, I think. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And we've also adding some planted areas down by the Burr building next to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be pretty cool. And there's some even more exciting things to be talked about from live from the container. What up, Wembley? I'm Gemma. I'm Angelica. And today we are live from the container with Grant. And we're going to ask you some questions. Good afternoon, Gemma and uh, Angelica. Okay. Can you tell us, can you get us a playground, can you tell us a playground update? Well, there's been a lot happening in the playground. Um, We've got a new Gaga pit that is uh, being constructed in that far southeastern corner of the school, near the big double gates, and it is a maximum size Gaga pit. It is huge. You're going to be able to fit like the entire year three, four cohort in there and maybe a dog and a cat. (laughs) It's going to be great. So we're just waiting on some shade sail quotes. We've got a beautiful, um, lovely um, iron bark, Queensland iron bark um, top layer, which Mm -hmm. I've given two coats of oil. And that's going to be sort of nice and um, it's going to be, it's an updated version of the original... um, Gaga pit design. Oh, okay. 
So we're really happy about that. So that's one thing that's happening in the playground. The other thing is, is we, we've got some garden beds happening over on the Hawkehurst Street entrance, which is in the northern side of the school, midway down. And we, um, we've, we've built some sort of terraced retaining walls and that is um, helping us sort of have sort of different layers of garden vegetation and stuff that we're going to plant there. Uh, we've been having playground allocations recently. Do you have any opinions on those? Um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I just, you know, like, I just wonder how, how hard it would be as a kid to remember, yeah. you know, where to go and what to do. I think it's a great idea, though. Um, but um, we obviously have got such a large number of kids at the school and it's such a popular school that when you've got 700 kids running around, you have to kind of help manage the flow and give everyone a, a turn to do different things. So I think it's a very sensible and democratic thing to consider. In my opinion, I think we should keep the playground allocations in the Gaga pit and um, um, in the play in like the nature play and uh, well not nature play the adventure playground but in the big kids I mm. think we shouldn't have any playground applications because free range chickens yeah. you reckon yeah let them run wild tastier tastier no I think uh, I think it's a, a it is a good idea and I think that um it's obvious that these areas are popular and um it just means that kids that are a little bit younger and maybe <coughs> not as forthright in their capacity to lobby have an opportunity to actually have a turn in different places. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Um, do you have a Plant of the Week update? Plant of the Week? Um, what was the last one? Uh, was the Casuarina, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well... Uh, Eremophila, I've told you about that, haven't I? The yeah, Eremophila glabra, that's a lovely plant. Um, well, noises from the container, guys, that's what happens. Um, another plant of the week, let me think. Um, I really like just um, Melaleucas, all right? Melaleuca is a tea tree, and you know what I love about a melaleuca, which I think is amazing, is the size of the seed that comes from a melaleuca. It is as small as the smallest grain of sand you have ever seen in your life. It's like as small as a speck of dust. Like, see this thing here? Yeah. Like, that could be like about 100 seeds of Whoa, the melaleuca. really? And that's just like a fingerful of dust off the ground. Like a sawdust. Yeah, dust like sawdust. And contained, contained in that seed, in every single seed, is the most amazing genetic evolution of a plant that is adapted to grow in this country. And I think that is, that is a, a terrific thing. So Melaleuca, otherwise known as a tea tree. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah. the tea tree oil and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I put... Um, they smell nice. Yeah, they do smell I, lovely. Yeah, I put... Sometimes there's like tea tree gel yeah. that you can keep in your bag that mm. you can just get from your pharmacy. Yeah. And yeah. if you have like a... It's tea tree gel. And wow. And it's very... It's fairly cheap. And it's what like you do... 
yeah, um, cut or like a mozzie bite, and it will and it will soothe it, and you won't be able to feel a thing. It's not numb. It's just you can't. It won't feel um sore or won't feel itchy. Mm. Um, and it works in about like three minutes. Mm. Five, Isn't five it minutes. crazy that there's probably so many different sort of therapeutic and other um sort of features of Australian native plants that we haven't really yet fully worked out. I know. I've got some mates, some Aboriginal mates on the coast, and um, you know they've sent me some bush medicine for different things, and they have been using different plants for doing different things for many, many, many years. So, who knows what's out there? There's a lot to learn, isn't there? I know that we use a lot of our natural plants to help our medicine, like a week. Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. Yeah. Eucalyptus. I can't say it. Yeah. It help. It helps soothe your throat. And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? Um. Do you have any reminder for kids to like stay oh. out of anywhere? Because I know. Oh you know, like, wow. Like, oh, we got. Like that. Wow. There's some. There's a real hot spot at the moment, and it's the um, uh, the na- nature play area. Oh, kids, don't run. No ball playing in the nature play area because it's getting a bit out of control, you know. Yeah, it's, it, I agree. You know, too the kids, many kids falling. Yeah, too many kids dogs. falling and it's a simple request. Don't run through that area and don't play ball games through that area. It's not designed for running because you're going to trip on those rocks and just smack your head on one of those upright timber posts. And it's going to get messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, yeah, so be careful. That's why it's not a running area. Yeah, it's a nature, it's where you can sort of sit around and just relax. Yeah, yeah, but um, so the other thing that is is happening at the moment that you may or may not be interested in is we're, we're talking about building a little breakout area from the Burr building, and there'll be more about that in. Um, the next uh, instalment of From the Container. Do you think, you know the part where the port of, the two portables mm. and then the Burr building mm. meet and then there's a big gate? Mm. Um, do you think that's going to become part of our school? No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, definitely not. Do you, with the uh, Burr thing, do you have anything? The what? Uh, the Burr oh, the, the Burr, yeah. right, yeah. Um, do you have any, like, inside information? Well, us? look, I don't want to put too much out there <laughs> at the moment, but let's just say something's happening in the Burr building. There's something happening, keep an eye on it, and um, I'm going to be interested to get some opinions from kids and to talk things through and um, see how we can take advantage of the spaces that we've got around the school. Mm. What? Thank you, Grant, for letting us interview you. Um, we hope you have a nice the rest of the day. Weekend? Yeah. yeah. Go Tigers? Do you think we can do it against the West Coast Eagles on Sunday? What do you reckon? I tipped Richmond, Did so you? we have oh, a class footy tipping. I, so. I hope so, Angelica. Yeah. 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 What about you, Millie? Did you? Yeah. And and what about you, Jim? Yeah. Tigers. Oh, you didn't, Jim. I suspect that you took no, West I Coast. Did. I did. You sure? Yes, <laughs> I did. I said I did. Well, Nan Curvis is is okay. Might be carrying a bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. So, 
but Ivan Soldo is in emergency. So if they pull Nank out at the last minute, then you yeah. know at least they've got a backup. Yep. Okay. So now know they're talking about when they when we said the uh the exciting thing, which I think is the Burr building. Now when I talk about the Burr building, I instantly thought two story. Two story, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's happening or if it's just an extension. I think it's just an extension. What do you think? I think mm-hmm. that I don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. It's probably gonna be like at either end, like, like the the very yeah. end of the bourbon, like near where the great foil, the four the portals are. It's gonna be like around there, some sort of extension over there. I th- I'm guessing. All true story, but you know, happy. Pretty hard. Anyway, coming up next is story time with Erin, where she continues her books she is reading, which I think is uh yeah. Coming up next. It is Erin's regular story time feature in the podcast. So today she's going to be reading a short picture book and chapter two of The Gizmo. So I hope you enjoy. Well, Erin hopes you enjoy the book because she's reading the book. Brown, pictures by Clement Hurd, read by me, Erin Austin. In the great green room there was a telephone and a red balloon and a picture of the cow jumping over the moon and there were three little bears sitting on chairs and two little kittens and a pair of mittens and a little toy house and a young mouse and a comb and a brush and a bowl full of mush and a quiet old lady who was whispering, Hush! Good night, room. Good night, moon. Good night, cow jumping over the moon. Good night, light and the red balloon. Good night, bears. Good night, chairs. Good night, kittens and good night, mittens. Good night, clocks, and good night, socks. Good night, little house, and good night, little mouse. Good night, comb, and good night, brush. Good night, nobody. Good night, mush. And good night to the old lady, whispering, hush. Good night, stars. Good night, air. Good night, noises. Everywhere. So 
Hi, this is Erin Austin, and I'm going to be reading The Gizmo by Paul Jennings. Chapter 2 The security guard stares at Floggett as he disappears into the crowd, then smiles at me. The market is closing, he says. It's time for you to go. Thanks, I mumble. I stand up and start to walk towards the gate. The gizmo and the stolen spanner seem to burn into my hands. I don't want them. I never wanted them. I feel terrible. I do not like being a thief. I want to go back to being like before. If only I could turn the clock back. If only I could go back and unsteal the gizmo. But I can't. Suddenly a good idea flashes into my brain. Why didn't I think of it before? I will give the gizmo and the spanner back. I will return them to the stalls and no one will know the difference. I'll not be a thief anymore. I'm so happy that I start to smile. It is as if I've just thrown up a bad meal and I feel well again. I jog over to the tool stall. The lady is putting all of her goods into the back of the car. Is this yours? I say in a trembling voice. The lady glances at the spanner and then gives me a funny look. So there it is, she says. I wondered where that was. I thought someone must have stolen it. Thanks, she takes the spanner out of my hand. I go red in the face and stumble off. She thinks that I stole it. I can tell that from the tone of her voice. Now for the gizmo. I will give it back to the man with eyes like windows. Then everything will be back to normal. I will be happy again. I hurry over to the stall, but it is not there. The homemade cake stall is there, and the leather belt stall is there, but there is no space between them. The gizmo stall was in the middle, but now there is no middle. Where's the gizmo stall? I say to the man who sells belts. What gizmo stall? he says, looking at the strange object in my hand. There is no gizmo stall at this market. He looks at me as if I'm a bit crazy, and to tell the truth, I start to feel as if I am. There was a gizmo stall there, but it was gone. There is not even an empty space where it was. I turn and head out the gate. I keep my eyes open for the little man, but there's no sign of him, not a trace. Now what will I do? I feel sad again, mean. I am still a thief, and I can't take the gizmo home. Dad will ask me where I got it from. I'll have to make up some story. Then I will be a liar as well. The only thing I can do... Oh, there is only one thing I can do. I can't give the gizmo back because the little man has disappeared. So I'll throw it away. I pull it out of my pocket and toss it over the fence into someone's front garden. Then I head for home. I still feel guilty, but at least I'm rid of the gizmo. Or am I? Something is in my pocket, something made of steel. It is the gizmo. It is in my back pocket. Even though I threw it away, what is going on here? Am I going nuts or what? I threw it over the fence. I know I did. And now it is in my back pocket. It won't go away. I wish I'd never seen this rotten thing. Okay, let's see what's going on. I put the gizmo on the footpath and I watch it. Nothing happens. It just stays there. Goodbye, I say. Goodbye for good. I start to back away along the footpath. I don't take my eyes off the gizmo and it doesn't move. Finally, I reach a corner. 
I turn round and run fast like crazy. I go like the wind. I am the fastest runner in the whole school, and if anyone can get away from the gizmo, it is me. I pelt up the road and along the railway bridge. When I reach the bridge, I stop and I pat my pocket. The gizmo is back inside. The gizmo is in my pocket. the idea of having like uh, a chapter every episode because like you can get to follow the story it's like it's the first chapter i'm guessing the next fortnight because you know will be um chapter three yeah so yeah i really like the idea mm. uh by the way thank you very much aaron for making the effort to do to read aloud it yeah. takes quite a bit of guts to you know mm. reassure it out loud when you know that half the school is watching i hope you, you mean listening. listening? Listening. You can't watch a podcast. But I better make sure that your family and your relatives are watching this. Listening. Yeah. You listening. Said watching. <laughs> all right. Coming up next is all about the camp quality encoding. <laughs> in case you didn't know, is an organisation that works with children and families whose life have been impacted by cancer. Yeah. Their motto is laughter is the best medicine and their purpose is actually to create a better life for every child impacted by cancer in Australia. So they're like, it's actually a camp that you mm. can go to, but they also make um, joke books because I actually have one myself and it actually, on the back it said camp quality and it had their photo. Oh. Of the mascot called Giggles. I'm like, why, why is there that there? I'm like, what, what's that thing? Yeah. And then I didn't actually understand. So, mm. you know, yeah. that was that was cool. And so I think it's great how they, like, you know, support people with cancer. Not only the people with cancer, but the people who are, like, you know, scut, like, yeah. have been... Been through it. Yeah, no, but, like, have been affected by a family yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or a friend. Also, but they, Camp Holly also came to our school for an incursion because they had a puppet show talking about, you know, cancer and what it is. And some of our podcasters caught up with the performers after the show. And let's hear what they had to say.
I'm Tessa. I'm Sigrid. And I'm Nicola. And today we have two people from Camp Quality. Um, and Camp Quality is just about um, cancer. Helping kids through cancer. Yeah, and, can and their families. And um, we have... Jess. And Amy. I'm here with us, so um, yeah. Um, first, why don't you tell us a bit about Camp Quality? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Camp Quality is a children's charity organisation and it's been running for about 35 years all around Australia. And we help to support children but also their families who have been impacted by cancer. And we do that through lots of different ways. We, our, our motto is laughter is the best medicine. So we try to have lots of fun and do lots of different activities, run camps and um, run a, do our puppet show, which we did today, and visit children in hospital as well with our puppets. Mm. Um, why did you come to Wembley today? Well, we came because um, uh, within the school community there's been some families affected by cancer and also because it's a really important um, message to send and to spread. Um, to educate people about cancer and the side effects and how it doesn't really matter what anyone looks like on the outside, mm. it's the kind of person they are on the inside that really matters and mm -hmm. about friendship as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys like the show? Yeah. Yes. What was your favourite bit? Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> Too much to choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked Mr P. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, is that Tom, yeah. Mr yeah. P, Tom. dancing? Yeah, he was, yeah. A, he was yeah. a good dancer. That was good. Yeah. He finally got <laughs> um, tell us about the shows you do. Um, so the shows we do, so obviously we do the one you saw today, yeah. um, which is called Caped Crusader. Uh, so that one uh, obviously focus, focuses mainly on Kylie and her journey. She's a child who has been impacted by cancer and then also looks at Dean, whose mum has had cancer, mm -hmm. um, and Kylie's best friend Mel and how Mel can help support Kylie. The other show we do is called Caring Friend and that's for um, a younger age group, so for sort of kindergarten and grade preps. We did that one this morning with your preps. Um, and that one's a little more around, it's same sort of themes, but it just features Kylie and Mel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's about how you can be a supportive, kind friend um, and help people through a tough time. Mm. Yeah. Um, how many puppets do you have? Is it mainly all based around the puppets or is it just... Mm -hmm. for, for the camp quality shows, we yeah. have, uh, we just have the three characters. So we have Dean and Kylie and Mel. Um, but how many sets of them are there? Three. Um, there's a set in most capital cities around Australia. Oh yeah, we as have well. three. But, but in then... Victoria, we have three puppets. Yeah. yeah, but there's a camp quality office in in uh, what four different states? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> what do you when you um, talk to kids about it? What mm -hmm. do you want kids to take from what you've said? Yeah, great question. So I guess the biggest thing for us is to spread the importance of positivity as well. So how how staying positive and, and thinking about good things and, um, and sharing those ideas with other people and helping friends and yourself to stay positive, that can really help. And also not to treat someone with cancer any differently. So if somebody was to come back to school who had had cancer, not to treat them any differently and to sort of support them by being the best friends you can be, even though they might look a little different, understanding that, you know, they're just coming back from a hard time and, and it's just, you know, the, the illness and the medicine that's, mm -hmm. you know, having that impact. Yeah. Um, what's the reason why you guys decided to work for Camp Quality? Oh, so for me personally, I mean, I love acting and performing and puppets and 
Camp Quality is a really great organisation and the things they do and um, the people they support is wonderful. And also I get to help educate people and help them to laugh, which mm. for me is two of the biggest things. Mm. So I love that. Similar reasons for me. Yeah, so I'm uh, a puppeteer. Amy and I are both puppeteers, obviously. Um, so I work outside of Camp Quality as a puppeteer as well and came into Camp Quality only a few months ago. Amy's been with Camp Quality a long time. Six years. Um, and I sort of learned about the job through Amy. And, yeah, obviously it's a chance to play with puppets and do a great puppet show, but also spread the word about something really important and really help people. So, yeah, yeah a lot of good reasons. Like, how many of you are there that actually do these shows at different schools? And ah. So, in Victoria, um, our team, we have uh, four of us in the team at the moment, four puppeteers, and we also take care of Tasmania as well. So, we, we're going to Tasmania to visit schools there in a couple of weeks. Um, and then there's also different puppet teams sort of in there's one Sydney, Sydney and, and Perth and Brisbane and Adelaide. Adelaide. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys have any more questions? Uh, no, I just wanted to say that I think it's really good that you spread the word about cancer yeah. and yeah. Um, instead of just talking about it and making it seem like a scary thing, you help kids through it. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you guys so much for having us Absolutely. on What's Up Wembley. <laughs> Sounds great. How's it going, Wembley? Yeah, shout out to Wembley. <laughs> Hi, Mum. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so what do you think of their puppet show, Camp Quality? <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was cool. It's cool how they, like, operated the puppets. Mm. They have, like, their hand in the mouth controlling the head in the mouth. Mm. And they have, like, these sticks controlling the arms. I know. It's, and the way they did it so well. Yeah. Like, the only way I could have done it is, like, the, the puppet hands would have been moving the same way, so it'd be like... Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, so it'd be like... It looks really hard. It's like... It's mm. like it kind of looks like chopsticks, like yeah, operating chopsticks. It's weird. So cool. But it was a good performance. I really enjoyed mm. it. Same. Uh, so, next, we have the indigenous... Indigenous. Indigenous. Not indigenous. In sorry. Indigenous... just say it? Hmm? Indigenous... Indigenous? Indigenous incursion coming up next. At the end of week four, we discovered an incursion happening that we didn't know about. But Miss McClure and her class could hear the incursion from her classroom. So she sent down some people to investigate. And the, basically, it turned out that the year threes and fours are currently investigating how, like, the Aboriginal people probably would have felt, like, when the Europeans... Because you know the story about how, like, the Europeans, like, came to Australia mm. and they kind of, like... And they basically kind of just, like, you know, yeah, took their land. Yes. Uh, so they're learning about that. Mm, the Aboriginal for a Day incursion was an all-day program that immersed the students in Australi Australian Indigenous culture. They experienced storytelling with a Big Owl, face painting and dance with... Um, Aslan. 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 And drawing and the didgeridoo music with pancakes. And the interview is a bit... Interrupting, like it's a bit impromptu. Yes, but here's what they had to say. How many Aboriginal tribes are there in Australia? Three hundred twenty-four. How many Aboriginal languages are there in Australia? Three hundred twenty-four. 
How old is the principal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Thank you. You have a school uniform. There is another school not far from here. Is it Yarraville? I can't understand a word you just said. Which is the one we do, Yarrow West? Yes. Yeah. They've got a different uniform, is that right? Yeah. Guess what? Oh. When you see Aboriginal people painted up to do the dancing, you see all the different patterns on their bodies? Yes. That's like a school uniform. That to us is our family uniform. Yeah? And that is the uniform we wear when we are doing traditional dancing. When you see Azza in a minute, Azza is not dressed like he was before. Azza is painted up what we call traditionally. Can you all say that word? Traditionally. So he has got body paint on and a few other things and we're going to explain everything to you. When I count to three, I want everybody to look to this door and yell out, come on, as a one, two, three. Come on, Not loud enough. One, two, three. Come on, one more time, go. Come on, Guys, are you a bit colder, yes? A little bit, so we better move on so we can get dancing. The lines on, see the lines on Azza's body? Yeah. That represents all the lines on the beach at a place called Preverly Point, which is where Margaret River is. It's where the famous surfing is. And so that is the uniform for us. Could you turn around, please, Az? On his back is a kangaroo skin. This is a real kangaroo. This skin was given to Azza when he went from being a young boy into a man. When you guys get to high school, and you leave high school, you get given a certificate. Yeah? yeah? And that certificate tells people that you've completed what you need to complete, then you can go into higher studies. This is our uniform. Give him another round of applause. Awesome. This dance is the eagle dance. Can anybody say Bunjil? Bunjil! Say it like this. Bunjil! Teachers, when you drive over on Wurundjeri Way, you might have seen a tall column and on top of it is an eagle. That eagle is called Bunjil. To the um, Woiwurrung people, Wurundjeri people, Fotherong and the Bunurong people, Bunjil is God, the creator. And so Bunjil is a very sacred bird and this dance is from this area. Can anybody say it again? Bunjil!
sit there all day, and all he does is he'd watch the water hole and go. Can you guys do that? If he saw, if he saw any of the children climbing up the rocks to go swimming, he would hide in the grass and watch them. And if he saw anybody pick from the trees, he would hide and watch them. And if he saw anybody laying on the grass to, and falling asleep, and if they set up a camp, he'd watch them very, very carefully. And if they stayed too long, he would chase them away. And sometimes, sometimes he would bite the children. So he wasn't very nice, was he? What was the name of the crocodile? What is it, miss? Thank you. You just saved her life. <coughs> Guys, we're going to leave him there and come back later. Because not far from there, way up in the mountains, was an Aboriginal tribe. Guys, excuse me. Thank you. They're doing what they do. You do what you do and listen, yeah? Thank you. Not far from there, way up in the mountains, was an Aboriginal tribe. Remember we talked about tribes in the class? So this tribe, there was a young boy. His name was Gwingan. Everybody say Gwingan. Gwingan. No, no, Gwingan. Gwingan. Now, Gwingan was good at running, swimming, throwing spears, fishing, tracking. He was great at everything. But he had one problem. Do you know what it was? He liked to show off. Thank goodness there are no show-offs here. No, we won't answer that. We won't go there. Hmm. Great Aussie word, guys. Can you all look at me, please, and say, brag. brag. Say it the Aussie way. Brag. brag. Now, guys, this guy, uh, Gwingan, was so good at running, he would run against the adults, and he would beat the adults. And at the end of every race, he'd yell out, I am the greatest runner in the world. Nobody can beat me. And he'd run to the campfire where the old people were sitting down talking, and he would brag. Everybody say that word. Hey, don't you even think you run faster than me, mate. I am the fast. You know what I ran that fast? I, I ran that fast today. I ran faster than the wind can blow. Is that possible? No. Oh, do it. Everybody fold your arms. Fold your arms. No talking, please. Put your head down and go. Gwingan, you've got to stop bragging. Everybody say that. Gwingan. You've got to stop. Oh, be quiet, you stupid old people. You know that I'm the best. Oh, my goodness me. How rude was this guy? You, Hey, you would not dare speak to your teachers or parents like that, would you? All the old people look at him and say, hey, you mustn't speak to us like that. Not only were your teachers, your parents, your grandparents. We're here to guide and protect you. You must speak to us with respect. Can you all say that word? Respect. And he'd look and go, oh, whatever, you stupid old people, and away he'd go. Excuse me. That's a very bad attitude, isn't it? Yes. Beg your pardon? Yes. Now, when it came to swimming, everybody go down to the river, yeah? Yes. And the river probably about the same width as this place here. 
And they'd all stand on one side and say, right, let's have a race to the other side. Ready, set, go! They'd all jump in, swim to that side of the river. By the time everybody got to that side of the river, he was already back up there. Now, he didn't cheat or take a shortcut. He was actually really fast, yeah? yeah? And he'd get out of the water. I am the greatest swimmer in the world. Nobody can beat me. And he'd run back to the campfire where the old people were sitting down talking. And he would... I can't hear you. Hey, don't even think you can swim faster than me, mate. I'm, you know what? I swam that. I swam that fast today. I didn't even get wet. Is that possible? No. Or do everybody fold your arms, head down. Quiggin, you've got to stop bragging. Everybody say that. Quiggin, you've got to stop. Oh, be quiet, you silly old people. You know that. Man, this guy was so rude. No matter how many times he was told not to be like that, guess what? As he got older, he got worse. And, sir, stand up, please. Many years passed, he became a warrior. Show us what you got. Come on. Oh, that looks painful. Sit down. You better go and see a doctor about that. Please give him a round of applause for effort. <laughs> I'm only messing with you, sir. <laughs> and so, guys, many years passed by, he became a warrior. Yeah? And he became famous. Everybody heard about him. Mainly from him, but they heard about him. And so, when it came to swimming, guess what? Guess what? He wouldn't swim against the people. He would go to the big rivers up north and he would stir up all of the crocodiles. What an idiot. Yeah? 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 Yeah. yeah! You know when the crocodiles lay on the side of the river? Yeah. He would go up there and on his way up he'd grab all the sharpest rocks and, and say, Yummy! Yummy! Beautiful. So I want you to yell out, Yummy! Yummy!
But we have special names. We have special names. So it's Azza, Big Al, and Pancakes. Pancakes. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Oh, where's Terry going to have these? In here? Or in the staff room? Conference? That is the background sound of pizza being delivered. If you could only smell it now, you would love it. It's a new okay, let's continue. Terry's eating for lunch. So, um, how long have you been doing the, these incursions? Um, we're a family song, the father and, and Azza and Pancakes are my sons. Uh, my wife and also my daughter, we've been doing this now for 20, uh, 28 years. Um, and I've been teaching for 36 years. Um, and we've on and off over the 36 years, but mainly we've been doing it for 27 years, full on. Wow, that's uh, It is, it's a long time. Yep. Yeah. Next question. Oh, okay. What do you do in these incursions? Like, what do you tell the children about? Okay. Uh, I teach the art, so the absolute art and symbols, tell them the meanings of each one and how to put them all together. Yeah, I teach the dancing, so a few animal dances like the eagle and the emu, and teach them about the didgeridoo as well, and at the end of the day we have a performance where some of the students will get involved with the dances that they learnt from me as well. And then I do history and storytelling, uh, mainly history. It's our time where it's basically the time where we learn as much as we can. Um, I think what, what scares a lot of people is about Aboriginal culture is that it's not um, commonly known. And so when you think about Aboriginal culture, a lot of people think it's going to be scary, it's going to be deep, there's a lot of things that they may not understand. But when it comes down to it, it's, it's Australian history, it's our history, everybody. And it's easy history to learn. And it's a lot of fun. There's some exciting things in this country. And that's all a part of what Aboriginal Australia is about. Um, why do you teach? Um, because it has to be done. Um, if people want to respect the world around them, then we have to teach people about the world around them. In this case, it just happens to be the Aboriginal side. Yeah? Are you going to ask a question or are you just going to sit there? Oh, good. <laughs> what football teams do you follow? Sydney Swans. Sydney Swans. Geelong Cats. But I've got a nephew that's playing for Geelong. His yes. name is Timmy Kelly, number yes. 11. We like Geelong. Too. And so we like Geelong too. Even though I had to sit down with Geelong clothes on, watching Sydney Swans beat Geelong, but I had to sit with the families and the member of all the Geelong people, but I still got up and sang the Sydney Swan songs with all the Geelong clothes on and I didn't care. There you go. Do you celebrate Anzac Day? Absolutely. Boys, you take over, you know what we like. That's, that's the most important day for us because we've Social also day. had family that served over Gallipoli you know, as light horsemen as well and stuff. And 
So every time Anzac Day comes around, we always make sure that we're somewhere to pay our respects. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. As? Yeah. Yeah. And the same. Yeah. We, we all do it together and um, think about. Well, there's this book that we read from Western Australia where it showed um, we had about 30 relation uh, relatives that um, served in the wars over the years, including World War One, World War Two, and uh, Vietnam and all the others, and between 30 and 50 relatives that served overseas for Australia. Uh, it was very special to us. Exactly. And what about Australia Day? Oh, I love Australia Day. We get to celebrate who we are. We're Aussies. We're crazy. We're nuts. We're proud. Yeah? yeah. Just like everybody else around us. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah? Awesome. Whereabouts do you come from? Um, I went to school at Wembley Primary School. Really? Yeah. In Perth, <laughs> another Wembley Primary School. I did, really? I did. I went to Wembley Primary School in Perth many, many years ago. So we're from Western Australia, from Perth, um, and we've lived in Ballarat. Asley, he went to school in Ballarat um, all your school life, just Pretty about. Much, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Tristan was in school in South Australia and also in Victoria. Uh, but we're originally from Western Australia, and Margaret River is our traditional home. Um, that's all we have. Um, do you want to turn the interview around? Would you like to ask, ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Good. Um, what are you having for tea tonight? Uh, yummy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your football team? St Kilda. Why? Uh, because my mum coaches them. Hey? Uh, yeah, yeah. What does she do? Uh, she's the development coach. Is your mum named Richardson? No. I'm no. only joking. I'm messing with you. <laughs> so your mum's a development coach? Yeah. Cool. Um, and also she's coaching the VFL team. The, the VFL women's. W team yeah. for St. Kilda. Fantastic. She coached Port Melbourne before she went to St. Kilda? The women's? No, because remember Gary is. Gary is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. So yes. that's your mum. Yeah, cool. We met her. We met her. And um, what about you? Are you going to go into football? Why not? Yeah. Why? You're kidding me! She likes watching it, but she doesn't like playing it. She's going to be a journalist. Uh, you're going to be a journalist, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Sports and what about you? What, what's your footy team? I go for North Melbourne and West Coast because uh, my family friend, Adam Simpson, he used to play for North Melbourne and he was the first coach West Coast. Oh, cool. Simpson. Very yeah. good, mate. Good stuff, guys. All right, I think that's all we've got. Yeah, for us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank you. Gil. And keep up the work. That's good. Very proud of you guys. Awesome. Thank you. No worries. Okay. Well, I actually think it's great how they're doing an incursion about Indigenous people. Because, like, you know... It's like I actually we had this in thing last year and we actually did a um a persuasive text. On, oh yes, we did. yes, yes, we did, and it was quite a um I read a lot more about it and it's kind of like really yeah. sad. It's like yeah. the British people just walked in. Oh, this land looks pretty good. It's like oh, there's other people here. Hello, mate. Like when well, that's an Aussie talking, but you know they kind of just stormed in and it's like it's kind of like. If for me, I, I just imagine, like, mm. me and my family just sitting watching the TV and then suddenly this random dude just comes in, like, turns the TV off with a bunch of his, like, 
goons behind him and kills one of my family members. Go, oh, we're just going to celebrate this day. It's Australia Day. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. The, uh, the incursion sounds really good. And it's good that, everyone, that, that, that the uh, incursion is informing everyone about, you mm. know, the tragedy that it is. So, coming up next is um, the next week's episode. Well, next, no, no, next fortnight's episode. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this week. But coming up in the next two weeks at Wembley is our own version of Education Week. So, also, we have the one-to-one MacBook Parent Information Session on the 29th of May at 6pm. Yes. On the Dotterino. We also have the Drama Toolbox Workshop for Prep to Year 2s. Which sounds pretty interesting. We'll report on that, obviously. And in week eight, the Year 2s go on a camp to Queenscliff. Mm -hmm. So, we might have to see if we can get some teachers to play interview down the location so mm. year three te- year two teachers where we want you have you seen that ad where it's like yeah, the guy yeah, in the hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you we also have the divisional cross country and five six sport gala day which is you know cool yes. it's also national re <clears throat> wait National Reconciliation Week. And some of our reporters are going to do a little story about that. I don't know what that is, but we'll obviously hear about it next episode. So that's a lot happening and a lot to get ready for. As always, thanks for listening to this fortnightly podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, Share it with all your friends and family, everyone you know. Tell your pet unicorn, tell your pet leprechaun, tell your prep... Anyway. (laughs) Tell everyone. So signing off, I'm Mitch. And I'm Luke. Goodbye.